0: Welcome to another edition of Let Me Tell You Something. As we continue hurtling towards the end stage... Of our Meltzer five starathon as myself Lorcan Mullen and my co-host Ross have reached near the halfway point of 2019 as we're on the first of June 2019 a mere six months or so away from when you're hearing this episode uh, for the first time obviously if you're one of the many people who have binge listened to this in the later years, welcome on board We are as famous as we expected to be and <laughs> do not look us in the eyes when you see us out and about in public.
1: A virtual case. No. Avert it!
0: It's not very often that people who make pro wrestling podcasts end up as time person of the decade, but you know that's that's what happens somehow, Simon. I, I did that writing as a joke and it's got
1: tragically out of hand.
0: Mick <laughs> <laughs> Foley was voted time person of the century, wasn't he on the time website.
1: Uh, no, it was 1996. He, uh, no, he was... it was
0: definitely later than 96. Why would people vote for mankind? Was it, no.
1: Was it 96 or 98? No, it must have been 98 then. It's
0: either 98 or 99.
1: Because he won it, but time didn't want to give it to him. Yeah. So they gave it uh, Bill Clinton. And look at that, turned out.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. I know that they had his person of the century Albert Einstein. Although person of the half century they had as Winston Churchill. And, that, and Albert Einstein had died before 1950. So that hmm. doesn't add up whatsoever.
1: Well, uh, it's the scientific impact, isn't it? That's what they've gone for.
0: Uh, <laughs> but if people were to say who was NXT's person of the year for 2019... I oh, think the it's... segway's here! <laughs> I think it's... Just smash through
1: your smoothness there. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> I think it's a decent chance. Yes, I know it's tragic what happened in the later years too. It's it's uh, it's probably Adam Cole, baby. And this match is one of the reasons why. Uh, because the story of the match going in is that Adam Cole can't win the match on his own. And that Johnny Gargano was a fluke. Um, and I guess both of those things are... Well, one's disproven and one's proven, I guess. Depending on how you want to look at it. I won't call
1: it a fluke. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it, it... That's what Cole will. Cole will as. absolutely do that. Um, it's a very different pace yes. to that previous encounter. Well, it doesn't
0: have the obvious three act structure of a two out of three falls match. So the 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 step ups in intensity and and moves used has to go within the ebb and flow of the match itself. Rather than like you say, the very technical first fall is ended with the sh- the last shot, the start of mo- escalating it, but not quite yet into big big moves. Uh, finishes at the end of the second fall, and then the third floor fall is just fifteen minutes of all out insanity, carnage. Yeah.
1: Uh, Whereas, what they, they um, there's a lot of. I know what you're gonna do here in this match. Oh yeah. Yeah you know I mean there's a yeah. lot of it. So they are
0: There's one sequence involving super kicks that I sent a text message to you <laughs> whilst I was watching it. Um but let's let's just go right to the start. Yet again, there are a lot of boos for Johnny Gargano when he makes his entrance when he's being introduced yeah. in the in ring intros. I think it's just the fact that Adam Cole's the cool heel and Johnny Gargano's baby face character is a goody two-shoes, ultimately. Even though he turned heel for a brief period, that is the character, that he's a smiling, happy baby face, but with a little bit more complexity to him. Like I said, he's sort of the Tommy Dreamer of the NXT world. And there's a bit of... So fans who are up themselves and think of themselves as cool (laughs) will probably always side more with an Adam Cole or even a Tommaso Ciampa or a Velveteen Dream or any of those other sort of... Characters who are assholes, even when they're baby faces, mm. than they would Johnny Gargano, who is a good guy.
1: As well as that, I think there's a little bit of um, st- Johnny as the baby face, his, his chase is over, and mm. then it's like, oh, what do we do here? Um, and they, they they have built a really good story, obviously, mm. with Adam Cole going, well, yeah, but you, you're flutesy, you're nothing. I'd pinned you first if it was a regular match it'd be me, you know It's you, you got lucky with the circumstances and let's,
0: not, and let's not also forget that Johnny Gargano has a very beautiful wife and a lot of wrestling fans will never have that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know man, Thailand's got a a very um, interesting immigration policy when it comes to things like that
0: that green shirt guy better stop blowing all his money on wrestling tickets then
1: oh, f- he's bought a friend this yeah, time th-
0: yeah, he's got his like mirror universe version of himself Yellow shirt, yellow guy. yellow smiley face. Oh, you, you, I don't think the crash got... Holly to his hardcore Holly. I don't think he owned
1: that shirt until Green Shirt guy told him to buy that shirt. If you're coming with me, and that's that sums up how tragic the whole thing is.
0: Uh we spend way too much time thinking about Green Shirt guy. He's never thought about us in his life. No, and you know what? He's got
1: he's got front row money. So He's got
0: money. I don't know where. <laughs> If you had that kind of disposable income, would you be going to all the WWE shows?
1: Not all of them, but some of them.
0: Would you sit front row?
1: I would, but I I would. There is a little bit of bucket list to do front row.
0: If I would, it would be on the hard cam side. I wouldn't want to be on TV.
1: I know. When we uh, recently went to the British Smackdown and Raw TV taping, I I remember you like sweating that big style. (laughs) I don't want to be on telly. Yeah. Thankfully, we weren't. I deliberately
0: but... wore no merchandise. Uh, well, that's by the by. I, I just wasn't in the mood for it. I did not want to be on telly. I just didn't.
1: Well, by hour five of that TV taping, I don't think anyone was in
0: the mood. <laughs> we'll talk about that in another episode. But um, Adam Cole also gets a hype man, which is a very babyface thing to have usually. Uh, he's a guy that kind of became a bit of a YouTube star because he was doing wrestling-related Wraps, I think. Ah,
1: oh, okay. I did wonder what the link was.
0: Mm. And he recently uh, uh, came back on the um, NXT after Survivor Series, didn't he? Because they had like a big celebration.
1: I think he might have done. And I think I... he
0: wrapped the NXT locker room to the ring or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. I've not seen it yet. Um, NXT after Survivor Series yet. Because there is just so much content. We're drowning in content.
0: Oh, God. Again, someone will talk about. At the end of another episode. Um, So it's a, it's a quicker start to the previous one immediately. They're both looking for something quick and, and they both, like, Johnny has to duck a last shot attempt and Adam Cole has to roll out of the ring to evade a, a Gargano Scamper. escape attempt.
1: He properly scampers like the dirty heel he is. So good, so good at just, like, using his body language to convey how much of a knob he is. hmm
0: but yeah there's like you said there's loads of dodges and counters and you know uh, and escapes there's a whole big intricate sequence sequence on the on the apron after Gargano uh, runners Adam Cole out onto the outside and Adam Cole is getting frustrated and adding aggression when he can find a moment but Gargano's still controlling for the most part yeah. and then he does a he he very quickly targets uh, Adam Cole's arm and that becomes a running theme throughout the match of the arm work of Gargano against the leg work of Adam Cole and it's It's, it's it's used a a lot so many of these matches actually, it's funny watching this, this seems to be one that was so directly influenced by a number of different matches from different promotions that we saw during this match, you know, there's so Mm. much of the New Japan style but also I think the limb work is a lot more reminiscent of King's Road uh, as well as Hiroshi Tanahashi than it is Traditional like the Okada sort of matches against anyone other than Tanahashi. Um, there's also Shawn Michaels influence influences there. The
1: <laughs> wow, well, wow. that's more than just a dash of influence. Yeah.
0: And also just that PWG high spot insanity towards the yeah. end and like ridiculous kickouts. Although less ridiculous, I will say this is like if you were to just like go by amplification of in of like big crazy moves. This should have been stage one really. And yeah. the previous match should have been stage two, and the third match should have been stage three. Because it's, it's strange like, as well to go to a singles one-on-one one-four match as the follow-up yeah. to it. Admittedly, the most innocuous and least uh, violent of gimmicks, but you know,
1: especially between um, considering it, ended up like being a three stages of hell match for part three. Which so you go from like one thing that's basically the same, that two very similar things sandwiched by a normal match. It's yeah. It simultaneously seems to be like a bridging gap match in terms of like getting the story to continue whilst um being a heavily a sequel match as well it sort of like walks that line mm. um I think it gets away with that um it's not a problem like think trilogies are what seems to happen in wrestling these days um they uh, like they in the in everyone's head if it's hot they' will try and get free well. out of it.
0: You know, what do we what do we, we say all stories have a beginning middle and an end although I can't remember now who it was that said yes but not necessarily in that order yeah which I thought you could almost argue like I said this is almost mid, middle beginning end as far yes. as how you would ne- maybe do the match um, and obviously there are callbacks to the previous match throughout um, that Johnny Garg that they both go for moves that worked the first time and didn't work so much this time. But yeah, when when um... yeah, just to go back to your point and onto the arm
1: work, I just want to like expand on your point there. Um, The Gagano, the response to Gagano, makes the uh, arm work even more interesting because it's it's sometimes perceived as like a Healy thing to do to target a limb. Yeah,
0: although Tanahashi does that like you know against Minoru Suzuki or something. But maybe when it's against someone who also loves to target a limb, it becomes less. Yeah. You know, because well, they're playing the old, yeah. I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But obviously to a lot of people in that crowd, Adam Cole is the baby face in this match. Um, so as soon as Adam Cole gets in, uh, gets an opening when Johnny Gargano's up on the second rope in the corner, he does a super kick to Johnny's knee and that becomes Cole's the back of the knee as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: again something that's relatable everyone has had either in like a playground or like whatever someone like kick them in the back of the leg to try and trip them
0: oh yeah although really if you wanted to hurt them you do it the other way around it's like we were saying when uh when because at this point then um adam cole does some very new japan moves that we've seen when there's limb work involved he does a missile drop kick off the second rope to johnny gargano's knee a la Kenny Omega's top rope one to Okada. And then he uh, dusts off a bit of a Tanahashi dragon screw leg whip. That man's been watching Ace videos, hasn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he attempts a figure four leg lock, which uh, Johnny's able to turn into an inside cradle at the first point. And then we get, uh, again, another reminiscent of uh, Okada Omega. Cole going for a move. We don't know whether it's meant to be a drop kick or a Panama Sunrise. Panama Sunrise or Panama Surprise? Panama Sunrise. Sunrise. I asked this previously and I couldn't remember. Uh, and and Gargano turns that into a power bomb, which is something that you saw in the Okada Omega matches with the drop kick into a power bomb. Yeah, I'm not saying they invented it. Good power but it was just well. you know, yeah, yeah.
1: And then you get another bit of New Japan, uh, like influence, because they do the older trading forearms. Yeah, they but... do
0: that a couple of times in the match. Yeah, uh, not really like. Because that's on their hockey fault more. Yeah. And what I do like as well is that when, they go f- when the other person goes for the limb, the targeted limb, their opponent does try to evade it. It's not like they forgot about it. So yeah. when G- Cole goes to kick Gargano's leg, Gargano moves it away before he can do so and then starts hitting with some clotheslines and an overhead, belly to belly rolling kick. Yeah, And Cole sort corner. of tries to
1: distance his uh, bad arm yeah. from Gargano well, through kicking, because obviously that's how you get separation.
0: Mm. And again, like, faking out, like, expecting counters to counters. He's going for his slingshot spear. Cole knows it's coming, goes for a soup kick. But Gargano <laughs> knows that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, l-
1: I love the way he just lifts the leg up a bit, and they share that little look. It's like... Both of them are like ah, oh, know what you're doing here. It's just like it's they don't obviously ham it. It's just in the eyes of okay. Yeah. I see what so you got Gaw going has on. So, to
0: run up to him and he then gets ends a which knocks him loopy, which allows Gano, Gano to then hit the slingshot spear. Gargano's really cool at that. Like one of his trademark moves is that slingshot spear, and he always finds an interesting way to incorporate to it into each it. match. Like yeah. like it's one of the very first moves he does in the Tommaso Champa match, and you know.
1: And um, when we recently talked about uh, Bandido, uh, in comparison, sometimes if you've got a specific move that has to be done a specific way, it can seem quite contrived. And to find so many interesting ways to basically jump be on the apron and jump through the ropes quite quickly, it's, it's a true credit to Gargano, I'd
0: say. Mm. So, yeah, there's just uh, there's, there's loads of intricate exchanges in this whole thing. I mean, they must have planned it out very meticulously. You want, I always wonder how they can remember this stuff.
1: Yeah, it's. it's well, I guess, like with time, you get used to it, but maybe they.
0: I guess maybe they work the... it out on the house shows. Yeah. And they just know them as sequences and they'll just go, you know, sequence five or sequence seven, you know? Yeah. I don't know, because it's so much to remember.
1: Maybe just that they remembered those little bits and just sort of freestyle everything maybe. else.
0: But then you look at some, like you know, what short notice they had to put on some of these matches, and they still do something really special with this. Yeah, which is another reason to be impressed by what these guys can do. Really, oh,
1: I mean, there's a reason they're in like the WWE and not in like a bingo hall somewhere. These are the best. Well, these guys had
0: recently been in bingo halls, you know, whilst they were still probably as good as they are here. Yeah. They're very lucky, really, that they're in an era where their height and their size is not at a disadvantage and they can main event a WWE show with all the production and bells and whistles and just not Vince McMahon involved. True. It's the best way you can be. <laughs>
1: yeah, 20 years because ago, Vince, we're not seeing this. Vince ain't giving WWE, these guys it,
0: 35 minutes.
1: Not... Yeah. I mean, hopefully... He's... NXT's continued success will hopefully like open his eyes, but to say Vince McMahon is open to new ideas sometimes is a bit of a misnomer. Mm.
0: Uh, but then they have another exchange that ends with uh, Adam Cole hitting a burning hammer into a go-to-sleep. Now, now he
1: clearly didn't do very well, and Kenta kavashi must be like, well, what are you doing? Because he didn't even get the pin with a burning hammer. If you hit a burning hammer, you're meant to pin the bastard.
0: <laughs> yeah, well that's again like a sign of Certain moves being bastardized that that all Japan back in the nineties really protected. Yeah, you know
1: you, you don't get a lot of move protection these days.
0: Other than Kenny's one winged angel,
1: mm. uh, Moxley's paradigm shift to an extent.
0: Hey, old school. Um, but I don't know if that was really being protected in WWE towards the end. Not
1: know. in WWE, uh, although very few people in WWE kicked out of it. And obviously, you've got to remember I that guess... he was getting the old uh, on the way out kind of
0: yeah. treatment. I guess not many people kick out of the Meltzer Driver, and that gets hit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so like devastating looking. You wouldn't want them to. Mm. It's usually that it gets broken up.
0: Yeah, but that, that they've got that tag. Sunrise is a very devastating looking time, especially when they're done on the outside.
1: i knew i knew that would be one of your notes
0: but here comes the super kick fake outs and hits Uh, and i think half a dozen super kicks get hit and another half a dozen get dodged or faked in like a uh, minute
1: where are we where are we where are we here ah yes the, the message you sent me what is HBK thinking backstage when uh, Gagano and Cola busted out half a dozen super kicks in a minute? And my response I think he knows that ship sailed by now.
0: <laughs> but, he, you know, he wasn't going to allow that to happen. I mean, these guys are getting hit by super kicks and they're not even off their feet. They're immediately hitting their own super kick back.
1: Well, uh, I think you just have to acknowledge it's different. It's like how um, DDTs like these days, aren't aren't, kick, aren't ending moves compared to when it was Jake Snake Roberts' finisher. The only but one I can think of is certain when... DDTs are a la Paradigm Shift.
0: Mm. And I also remember Champa when he was handcuffed and won the match against Johnny because he DDT'd him onto the hardwood floorboards on the mats. Yeah. Instead of our mats in the ring. So, yeah.
1: It is what it is. Like... We we we've talked ad nauseum about like uh, move protection.
0: Get, yeah, and then we get the, the 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 spot from the previous show as well, where they both end up super kicking each other at the same time. The best one of that will always be uh young bucks against uh, two masked wrestlers in Chikara, which ended with all four of them hitting the another per, the person to their right with the super kick. <laughs>
1: Past the past the super kick on the right hand side. Yeah, it is past the duck kick on the left hand side.
0: Such a brilliant visual.
1: Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Look to your left. Look to your right. Statistically, one of these men will super kick you.
0: <laughs> no, they bang. <banned.
1: laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna super kick you.
0: I might. <laughs> um Gargano has a slingshot DDT, uh he's going for full Nelson for something. But Cole grabs the rope, so Gargano kicks the injured arm, bringing that back, uh, which he hadn't really worked on as much as Cole had worked on his knee.
1: Well, if they're doing kicks, it's easier to kick a knee. And and like
0: I said, it's that weakness that they can both go to when they have an opening. So Cole desperately goes for a chop block. And like I said, what's really cool is they're evading those things. Yeah.
1: How he sort of just steps out of it. Mm.
0: And I do also like that, again, that moment's... Has, they're, they're thinking, you're seeing their thinking as they're doing it, so he knocks Cole to the outside and he's contemplating whether or not to do a tope and yeah. in that hesitation, Adam Cole's able to grab him, bring him in and bring him out do the Yoshi groshi onto, onto the outside and then bring him back in and do another one, and that gets a long two count, the first really long two count of the match, I suppose
1: And um, then they go back to Adam Cole's damaged arm because when he goes climbs up to the top rope he just like flings him deliberately so he'd land on his shoulder but
0: that's after Gargano had tried to get him with an enziguri a step of enziguri and Cole had caught the knee and started elbowing at it it's
1: it's great it's just great limb work
0: and this is where we get into the figure 4 spot and they really work that just like with the the Cody Dustin match from the previous week but obviously without the blood Um, and Cole is really viciously wrenching on the figure four whereas and
1: Gagano's like just desperately trying to like you know not be pinned for the free count he, he sinks to the mat twice and
0: whilst, and whilst Cole's applying the hold he's also trying to shake some life back into his arm Yeah, but that unfortunately leaves it open and Johnny's <laughs> able to grab the arm and use it as leverage for him to turn the move over
1: that animalistic like desperation and then the way as soon as he got gets, gets the opportunity he bends that wrist right back just yeah, like it's yeah. a great way of simultaneously like applying a move but yet selling how desperate you are to get out of the move you're in mm. I, I, love
0: the, I love the desperation in the brawl on the floor at that point. They're really, like, there's, there's, the, like they've let their tempers have got to the best of yeah. them at this point. And there's just a desperation, almost like a street fight level in it at that point. They
1: both have competitive mutual respect, although yeah. Adam Cole would never, ever, ever, ever say <sighs>
0: yeah. it. Then Adam Cole, like, pulls off Gargano's knee pad and just starts hitting him with kicks and stomps to the knee. Um, and then they start
1: chanting Johnny Knee Brace the crowd. Like, come on now. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, there are some people in the crowd really trying to get the chance. There's one kid who keep would say Adam Cole occasionally and people would go, Baby. I <laughs> like, don't encourage them.
1: <laughs> Why do you hate fun? Let the kid have some fun.
0: I don't know. No.
1: no. <laughs> oh, Unacceptable. man at cloud coming right
0: How dare you go to a live event intended for audience participation and participate? <laughs> You're doing it wrong! You're psychologically unsound <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna drag this show this match down a quarter star without the inter the actual competitors doing anything the- towards that
1: <laughs> You're participating wrong, you're going against the story you know
0: Anything about three act structure
1: Oh, you're going to ruin the iambic pentamic flow of the match. And I know that doesn't make sense. They're just throwing in smart words on purpose to sound smart. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to think of how you're going to have a match with iambic pentameter flow.
1: And that's the fucking point. They're just saying it to be smart. I guess
0: maybe like a Tomohiro Ishii forearm exchange could be like de-dum, 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 de-dum. Like the metronome
1: level. There you go.
0: Uh, We're too clever for this podcast, Simon. God, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Did
1: you ever screw it up like the Beatles and say you were bigger than Jesus? All the time. It was the title of our second album.
0: (laughs) Anyway, let's start talking to the humanoids again. Oh.
1: (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Could tell uh, you've had, a, you've had a, um, a a good morning, haven't you? You're in the zone today.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is where the silliness starts happening, I suppose. Uh, Gargano kicks away another attempt at a figure four, and Adam Cole does a jump into a draping DDT on uh, in the ring. Then Gargano does go for an, uh, a tope this time without hesitation, but Adam Cole greets it with a super kick. What was more impressive, that one or the super kick to a ricochet moonsault?
1: Oof. um, I'm going to say the Tope because of the level change. Really? Like, I would have cause...
0: gone with the moonsault because it was so perfect that it was a literally upside-down ricochet. Yeah. I,
1: like, it's not—it's no disparaging against the ricochet one, but I think because he's standing lower than mm. Gagano is, whereas the, the ricochet one, they were both starting on the same level in the ring, if that makes sense. Mm. I, I think the Tope one's harder.
0: So, anyway, G- um, Cole follows that up with a Panama sunrise on the outside. Yes, a flip pile driver on the outside of the ring. That gets a two count. <laughs>
1: Here we go. Here's the, here's the train leaving the station. He's, he's, he's in the zone now.
0: Uh, Adam Cole does that thing that I think Triple H and Shawn Michaels love, which is yelling dialogue that the camera picks up on in a match. I think they really like that. I like that, though. Like, it's great when you As can actually you hear what's going on. you don't milk it too cheesily. You don't make it like the dialogue that sounds like it's written by George Lucas or the <laughs> WWE writing staff. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, <so> no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get your point.
0: But same with anything. Just make You're it a big dog with no bite, Roman.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, them fucking dog poo bags. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Cole's saying, It's over. You've had your special moments. Love that. But it is that thing of like, you know, Adam Cole tries to beat people in their mind as well as physically. Like he's all about the mind games. <laughs> then Gargano ducks the last shot. Now, this is a babyface spot. This is that Cole it, escapes the Gargano escape and then applies it to Gargano himself. It's that giving someone a taste of their own medicine thing.
1: Yeah. You can split it to like being a knobhead going like, oh, I'm going to humiliate you. You're going to tap to your own move.
0: Yeah. But then... Uh, but uh, No, nah, yeah, I, get, I can see that, but it, it seemed to... Maybe just because loads of people in the crowd started cheering at that moment. Yeah. But Gargano escapes and of course he does the other thing, which is hit the last shot to Cole.
1: You it's know, great how he hits thing. a really intentionally bad last shot because of his injured knee. Mm. Like, he doesn't like drive all the way through like Adam did. Uh, it's like it sells the exhaustion and the injury, mm-hmm. and it's, it's definitely one of those things where they he meant to do it like that.
0: And I'm sure of it. They're fighting on their knees and willing themselves, they're basically getting up off of each other. Uh, that didn't mean to sound like what I meant it so much. Thank god
1: you said up, Jesus. Um,
0: <laughs> and so then, like, Gargano keeps trying to hit him with clotheslines, and co- Cole's evading him with just. By, uh, pump kicks to the face but then Gargano finally hits one
1: gotta use that John Jones level reach fam <laughs> mm. uh,
0: Adam Cole hits another super kick goes for the last shot but Gargano dodges that and hits his own super kick and count it! Reverse Rana ding 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 you ding ding you know, ding! version of like you know whenever someone hits the Falcon Arrow in PWG Nick Scalibur on commentary always goes Falcon Arrow he did the deal no one <laughs> kicks out of the Falcon Arrow, and then, and then someone kicks out. They always kick out. As a joke, uh, a Keith Lee, a uh, Brian Cage match ended with one of them winning with the Falcon Arrow. And is it Scalibur was speechless on commentary. He couldn't believe
1: it. Is it like that one time in House where it actually was lupus?
0: I've never watched House.
1: Ah, uh, so. they they always suggest it's lupus, and it's, it's a it, really, was, it,
0: it was George Costanza lupus is it lupus
1: and it's like it was never lupus for like i think three and a half seasons and then they finally did the payoff of it actually being lupus
0: so um yeah so we're coming into the finishing straight but there's a lot of moves still to be kicked out of um but adam okay so this is where adam cole does do the mind game so he cheats without cheating almost uh so he grabs a chair the ref comes in. What are you doing? What are you, crazy? I'm the referee. Yeah. You're Drake Younger, mate. I mean, a lot more used to take you out than the suicide dive.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know how it works. You put on that stripes, <laughs> you get a lot weaker.
0: Well, it's it's literally Flair,
1: got kryptonite sewn into it.
0: Yeah, I think Ric Flair was down for like five minutes once because, because of a clothesline where he was the ref or something like that.
1: <laughs> you could always spin it as like you're not expecting to get hit.
0: Um. So, yeah the ref holds the chair Adam Cole then pulls the ref into uh, a topa to a during Johnny Gargano gargano is not having any luck with the topees this time
1: just stop doing it it's not yeah. working
0: but uh of course Johnny ducks the soup ducks the chair strike and hits a soup kick to the chair to Cole's face
1: lovely sound oh
0: throws him in the ring pins him the crowd counts to 10. Stops at that point and just starts going 10. <laughs> you know but what annoyed like me a little that. bit? I did like that. I did like that crowd count, counting. of <laughs> So you got a visual, not only three count, but a visual like 10 counts.
1: Yeah. What annoyed me a little bit about that is you didn't see another ref run out. It just makes you guys look a little bit like... You see a
0: bit of Charles Robinson sprinting action.
1: Well, no one's ever going to top that. <laughs> Usain Bolt-esque, Charles Robinson. Um, but yeah, like, you're NXT. You've got more than one ref. Mm. But then and it would just convey the urgency of the match, you know. And like it, It's sort of... And I'm getting really, really nitpicky, but it's, it's the NXT Championship match. Prepare for shit like this.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, there's a ref ready to sprint out when it's convenient. Yes. Just like how occasionally when someone wins through... Um, dodgy circumstances, suddenly a second ref has a sudden, like, moral... (laughs) Oh,
1: okay. I'm going to go on a little personal aside here. Um, Because
0: we need that. This is a completely short episode.
1: (laughs) The uh, first time one of my mates started watching wrestling, like the first pay-per-view he watched, it was, like, a really innocuous one. And there was uh, a championship match between Sheamus and Del Rio. And uh, Rodriguez helped... um, Cheat uh, for the victory, and everyone's like, Oh, you know, classic heel sort of thing. And then a ref came out with a tablet <laughs> and showed him video footage of the finish, what? and he reversed his decision. And My mate's got uh, my mate, who obviously is a lapsed fan who's watching this first pay per view in ages, just turned around to me and my other mates, like, Since whenever they had Hawkeye, and we're like, They haven't. And everyone in the, like, the pub is just like, What is this? and they never did it again,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ah! My favorite, one of my favourite ones was um, when Brett and Owen were doing a lumberjack match. And they were doing it on a loop, I think. And it would always finish. Or at least the, maybe, I don't know. The one that got released on home video had a uh, Jim night like, clothesline Brett in the back of the head. Whilst Brett had the sharpshooter applied and all the lumberjacks were distracting the ref. Ah, okay. And then the ref counts, the three counts. And so Owen gets a celebration with the belt and everything. But then another ref's like, no, it's not like that at all, no. And they've got the monitors. This is like mid-90s WWE, where it's just a load of small like, monitors, Uh, smaller monitors that show the bigger picture. I'm with you. And so the ref asks for an instant replay. I think it was around the time they brought that into the NFL, maybe. And he's watching it, and Jeff Jarrett is one of the lumberjacks, the one nearest to him, going, no, that was last night! That was last (laughs) night! (laughs)
1: Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. Oh, just clever little improvisations. Oh. Anywho. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, Johnny Gargano throws the ref in, but then Adam Cole, in full view of Johnny Gargano, starts summoning people to come in, and Gargano takes the bait. Thinking that that means the Undisputed Era is coming out. But they never do. And that gives Cole enough time to recover and be ready for him to come in.
1: So is that like a a, part... It's not a full Panama Sunrise. It's just like a snap pile driver. Yeah, it's like
0: a draping pile driver, essentially. Yeah, Uh, That doesn't get three counts. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd do that. Adam Cole brings in a... I always get a bit... Whenever he does the Bullet Club pose, I always have to kind of semi-remind myself that he was in the Bullet Club, (laughs) because I never really associate him with that group nearly as much as I do, you know, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Finn Balor, um, even the Young Bucks, and everyone, you know, and all the elite members, you know, like Adam Coles always seems like a, "Oh, oh yeah, you know, he's like how Sting was briefly a four horseman, you know. Otherwise, that's saying he's the Paul Romer of the four of the of the Bullet Club, and he's certainly not that. No, um, I think a part of it
1: is as well. I mean, the undisputed era is just so hot; like it, everyone's just thinking, "Oh, you associate Adam Cole and like stable? It'll be the era, now, it wouldn't be." the Well,
0: also, Club. like he had his own faction that he was the leader of in Ring of Honor for years called the Kingdom. So, there you go. You know. um, Adam Cole got, preps for the last shot, but. You know, another classic spot that you had previous year in New Japan. Gargano has nothing left in him and collapses before Cole can get to him for the last shot. Yeah. Uh, So Cole pulls him up and then Gargano's able to trap him in the Gargano escape. And and um... And he does the roll into the middle of the ring and they're literally in the same position they were when Cole tapped out at the previous show. Like the same camera position, the same everything. It's amazing they're able to do that. Except Gargano's positioning his knees because he doesn't have the full leverage, so he's having to rely on only one knee.
1: Yeah, he he sort of crosses his legs. And so Um, Cole
0: attacks the knee to escape, reminiscent of when Dolph Ziggler did that to uh, Alberto Del Rio's ankle in the Money in the Bank title shots. Yeah. You know, Dolph Ziggler's greatest moment, basically.
1: Ooh, Survivor Series 2014.
0: Uh, no, because that felt like a one-off, I think. Whereas this, at that moment, he must have thought, that's it, I'm a main eventer for life now. Yeah, that concussion
1: yep. really didn't help.
0: No. But anyway, that means he's utterly, you know, his knee's out of, uh, you know, uh, screwed. Cole follows that... up with super kicks to the knee. He goes for a Panama Sunrise, but Gargano's able to turn it into a cradle for a last hope. Uh... Two Des, counts. Last gasp attempt. But then he tries to get up, and just his knee gives in. Like he literally physically can't go at that point anymore. So of like last... that
1: smile as um, Adam's getting up for the uh, second Panama Sunrise, like a shark smelling blood.
0: Mm. I guess the Panama Sunrise follows it up with the last shot, and that's enough for the three counts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the relief in your voice. To
0: be fair, though, like this had if if I just go by my two point nines, I've only got three two point nines for this. I've got the one off of the Panama Sunrise to the outside. Yeah, uh, the one off of um, Adam Cole. Oh, sorry, uh, Adam Cole's first hit in the last shot. Yeah, and Adam Cole hitting the draping pile driver
1: on a technicality. You could have Johnny's. Ten count as well, because that's.
0: Well, that's not two. That's not that is a visual three count.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you no sorry, I'm being. Yeah, you're right. I retract that. I retract (laughs) that.
0: So in many ways, like I said, it's it feels like the previous match would be a step up from this match. So in many ways, this is the more sound and disciplined of the three matches.
1: Really, it almost sounds like you're going to do something for this match which you didn't do for the first one.
0: Wait, didn't I give the first one five stars? No. No, I think I did. Uh, Oh, yeah, you did. Sorry, yes. You'd never get these right. So I feel like because I gave that five stars, I need to give this five stars as well. Mm -hmm. In many ways, it almost makes you want to retroactively give the other one not five stars, but I will not do that because it still elicited a reaction from the crowd. So I'm not that kind of person. I don't make you feel bad. I don't make other people feel bad. Five,
1: star, five stars isn't, like, 100%. Like 100% it, isn't the My definition is
0: 100%.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you don't have to get 100% to get an A-star in, like, GCSE That's exams, better. do you? That's better. So, you, you get my... And I am giving this five stars, and I think it's the best... Without the emotion or attachment, it's the best one. With the emotional attachment, it isn't. Uh, in a, if, if you get what I mean, the well, way if you if you, if you like get sped up yeah. in the first one, which you do because that's what it's designed to do, yeah. that is better. If yeah. you,
0: it's more grand operatic than this. Yeah.
1: One if you approach it like a robot, this is better. And that's not saying this is bad. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this is devoid of passion. Far from it. Uh. But. It's just got a better structure to it, a better flow. Weirdly, because it doesn't have the natural breakpoints that the others do.
0: So this is the last time of recording, the last WWE match for the American side of the promotion up to the point of recording. <laughs> we have one last WWE match to go, but it will not be in the United States or involve American talents we'll leave that little teaser for you to just do a quick google search and find out what we're talking about but simon what are we covering now for our next match
1: well we are finally going back to japan good lord uh,
0: we had two matches not there
1: i know i know I'm starting to forget what new japan looks like and feels like but what's but... so
0: crazy is how quickly these other two five star matches happened means that we've come to the end of the tour that had the previous five-star New Japan match. What are we watching, so? Si?
1: We are watching... God's sakes. Sorry, my Excel spreadsheet has asked me to update my settings. Aren't we professional? Listeners? Well, I am. Uh, well, it's Will Osprey, and he's taking on... It's one of two, and I can never remember which order it is. Help me out. Just put me out of misery. Shh oh shingo uh i can't remember his surname shingo um, takagi
0: yeah he'd only just recently gone back to shingo takagi he'd been known as shingo for the longest time ah, so right, okay. sure that but it is shingo takagi
1: and if i haven't made that painfully obvious with that horrible little uh mm. bit of mine this is obviously the first time i'll be watching a shingo match so this will be interesting
0: but you'll be watching a lot of osprey this is the second of Five matches that Will Ospreay was involved in over a two-month period to get the full five stars from Dave Meltzer.
1: There's a reason Dave sent out that recent tweet that he did.
0: Mm. What did he say?
1: Uh, Osprey was just like saying, um, "Oh, I 2019 know, has been a blast. Like it's been great." And um, Meltzer replied to it saying, uh, "It's been your 2019 is possibly one of the best years any wrestler has ever had ever." Mm-hmm.
0: Let me kiss your bum a bit more, Mr. Osprey.
1: Why is to Austrian in this? I don't know. <laughs> you just Mensa. sound like Uther from The Simpsons. <laughs> don't make me run, I'm full of chocolate.
0: Uh, let's figure that out at the light's point. Well, that's about me. But if people want to get in touch with you, Simon and let you know how to update your Excel spreadsheets in the appropriate periods of time so that it doesn't interfere with recordings. It was
1: bloody GDPR asking me to update How can they do so? (laughs) They can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Uh, Free because dark chocolate is my third favourite kind of chocolate, behind, obviously, white in second and milk in first.
0: My name is Lorcan Mullin, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for amateur N for not professional. That's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, box If you want to give me an email, it's an at gmail.com at the end of that, Lorcan Mullen. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's lmtyspod at gmail.com. Lmtyspod is also our Twitter handle. But there's nothing left for me to say at this point except that my name's Lorcan Mullen. His name's Simon Cross. He doesn't get. Oh, do you not even it? trust me with that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. My name's Lorcan Mullen.
1: And my name's Simon Cross.
0: <laughs> Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time. Until the next time.